Well, good evening and welcome to our second Church Unlocked uh, live stream with Christian Concern. Um, and we are discussing some of the stuff around this Church Unlocked series that we've learnt from the COVID-19 pandemic. And as we start to come out of lockdown and have more freedom, um, how we learn from this and what we, uh, how we things we take forward uh, going forward in it and what kind of freedoms we should uh, take. And tonight we're talking about hybrid church, which is about um, church being both live and on live stream or live and on the internet. Um, and is that um, a good thing? Should we continue for that? Is that something we've learned from from the pandemic or is it something that is not such a good thing? We asked our Instagram followers this question. Uh, should hybrid church carry on? Is it a loving way to make church more accessible? And about 50% said yes, and about 50% said no. Split pretty much right down the middle. Um, so it's an interesting discussion, uh, a good one to sort of try and tease out. I'm pleased to have two very special uh, guests today, experienced pastors, uh, Dave Govett, who's lead minister of Highlands Church um, in Cardiff. Great to see you, Dave. Um, and Pete Cornford, who leads Redeemer Church in Ealing uh, in London. Thank you, Pete. Great to see you. Um, so, guys, thank you very much for joining us this evening. It's really good to see you. Um, perhaps I could start by asking you to briefly sort of outline what your church is like and how you responded to the pandemic um, broadly. And maybe, Dave, shall I start with you on that? Um, sure. Yeah, sure. So Highfield Church is a city centre church, lots of students, lots of um, graduates, families, internationals, um, and uh, the kind of the whole whole gamut. Normally, pre-COVID, there'd probably be about 800 or so who'd come through a, a couple of morning services and evening service pre-COVID. Um, and uh, right now, uh, we're back in person, have been since September, and um, we've got three uh, morning services where we're, I think this last week, we probably had the, the most through about 350, 400 people who came came through with with kids program, etc. Um, when 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 the pandemic hit, of course, we we flicked straight online um, and are still streaming those services through our YouTube channel. So that's kind of where we're at and where we've been um, in our recent history. Um, if that answers your question. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, Pete, how about you? Uh, we're a much smaller church and a much younger church. We've been going about eight years. Uh, we meet in the University of West London. Uh, so obviously a little bit dependent upon whether or not the university would let us in. Uh, mm. As soon as it happened, we literally went to my sofa. And so we called it Redeemer at Home. And it was my wife and I, just the two of us. There's about 200 come before COVID. We're never yeah. quite sure what's going to happen afterwards. So my wife and I, we do it on the sofa. We're now back in person. We probably get about 150, 160 now back through the doors on a Sunday morning. Right. Yeah, very good. Dave, how old is your church? If Pete's eight years old, how old is your church? Yeah, thirty-five years old uh, uh, this last year, and um, uh, yeah, we've 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 you know kind of established here in the city, and um, yeah, that's that kind of history really. Um, so we'd be kind of part of the FIC network and Evangelical Alliance, so a pretty kind of centre, a conservative evangelical church um, committed to expository Bible teaching, kind of engaging contemporary corporate worship, world mission, yeah. etc. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So um, if we had another pandemic come around or COVID-21 or God forbid, but anyway, or COVID-22 or something, um, would what would you do differently, either of you? I think we we um, went fairly quickly onto YouTube for our morning services and uh, 
uh, we we uh, did a, a single service with a, a pre pre time for the families on Zoom, which enabled them to get some input, and then it was basically a, a kind of a, a, a centre service. Um, mm. And then uh, when when we and, and that was that was YouTube really is, is how we did it. We we did in, in, in enable to kind of a number of people from the church family to take part. So we went using Zoom, but we kind of fed it through a OBS system into the YouTube channel. So so most right. viewers were watching it through YouTube. It's interesting. I think it, the, the advantage of YouTube is that the random visitor who has no connection just sees your church, clicks on a QR code and can watch. And we knew people were watching from all over the world. We, you know, you know people in the northeast of England, you know, people mm -hmm. who are you know, never been in our, in our building or in Cardiff. Um, mm. The downside of the, the YouTube only route is that mm. you don't get that kind of face to face buy in where you know, other churches, the churches we planted um, did the Zoom route. And um, mm. it was all on Zoom and you could see the face of everyone who was taking part. And I, I wonder whether something was lost in us not doing that. So I think that's the kind of the, the constant trade off, really. Um, Why, you know, scattergun accessibility through YouTube versus the ability to be a little bit more kind of uh, communal with the, the faces on screen with with YouTube. I think you can probably do them both. Um, maybe we might kind of add that uh, that, that, that Zoom function in if, if we're. God forbid, forced to be back in this space again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Pete, what are your thoughts on that? We ended up doing a little bit of both, to be honest. So uh, we did a prayer meeting on Zoom before our church meeting on YouTube, and so uh, in fact, we got more people come to the prayer. Normally, we'd pray together as a team before we started, and so we just do all that on Zoom, and we got many more come to the prayer meeting, which was great. And then we also did a sort of a tea and chat afterwards. So we then do the hour service and then basically we said, look, if you'd like to connect with someone, there's now a sort of welcome chat. So I think we probably did that pretty well. We also did, we're New Frontiers Church. We believe in the gift for today. So people would text in a contribution and that all came through the phone. So it felt a little bit interactive. Um, I mean, I'll be honest that it was just that it gets tiring is probably the hardest thing. Uh, you know, we don't have our own building, as I said. So you're trying. We're still setting up every week. You walk in there and have to set up the camera and set up everything, take it all down. Are you allowed back in the building? Are you allowed back in the building now? Yes, they've been very good to us actually. So we've been back in the building probably since about March. And in right. fact, for the we called it lockdown three. We started numbering them. They let us treat it like a church. And so right. they called it a film crew, but basically would let 10 of us go in there and do the service from the university. And we oh, thought right. that was a way of saying that we're back in the building. Can't wait until you guys come and join us. So I, I think that ended well. It was better than being on my sofa forever. <laughs> Gosh. Definitely. Definitely. So and um, how have you found hybrid services then now? You know, because that's you're both doing hybrid kind of services now. And what do you think are the pros and cons of, of hybrid at, at this point here? And 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 if I can even sort of double up the question further, are you thinking you're going to carry this on forevermore? Hmm. I think that's a great question. We, we, we're blessed to have a building. I'm actually in, in my office here in the building. And um, yeah. I, I've, ne I've never been more grateful to the Lord for having an actual space. Um, it's funny you know, how the, the, the different areas that you take advantage of when you, you know, thankful to god for you know, move around so yeah we've got a, we've got a big auditorium and a, a, a side room as well and other spaces where the sunday school classes can happen and we've been kind of meeting in the chapel and then streaming the service into other spaces so that we can allow for social distancing um, um we don't have any outdoor space so we can't do the, the kind of sing outside in the courtyard 
thing that lots of other church friends right. can do. So yeah, kind of yeah. pros and cons of your facilities. But we're, we're really grateful. Um, as I say, we've probably got you know, 350 or so who are coming in person each week. And about that number, we think are watching at home as well on the on, on YouTube. Um, and yeah, it is a hybrid model. Um, I think since, let me put it this way, we're, we're big believers in in-person really, you know, um, for, you know, I, I think the opportunity for, for, for the online has been amazing. And the fact that there have been unbelievers, you know, r- random people walking past the church, seeing the QR code, clicking on what login. I had someone who, who lives very close to the church kind of called me off and said, oh, hi, you're the pastor from the church in there. Never been in the building, but has seen me on YouTube because she's seen right. on the, so yep. random things like that. It's amazing. Um, so I don't think we'll, you know, quickly t- stop that. But really, you know, as a church pastor, I'm as concerned for the body and um, uh, the church, the word church, ecclesia is gathering. I believe it says the, the gathered church is the, 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 the supreme display of God's glory. It's a visible display of the gospel. And, mm. um, you know, as soon as we were allowed to meet in person from from September back last year, we did. And uh, I know some churches chose to not meet when COVID was through the roof in January. We prayed as elders, thought about it, but um, thought, you know, it, it's doing so much good. We're going to keep meeting. We, we, you know, public health kind of checked us out to ensure that we were were safe and and praise mm-hmm. God, you know, that has been the case. But um, yeah. particularly for the for the families and for the singles within that church family, for me, we've got many um, sitting at home on a Sunday morning, you know, watching church, just pretty demoralizing in, in lockdown one when i was coming to the church building preaching often leaving wife and four kids back at home and i'd come home my wife would just absolutely demoralized because you know our kids are pretty good but to sit in front of the tv for for church you know quote unquote it, you know, virtual church isn't really church in my view it was a kind of a holding thing that in god's kindness he gave us this pandemic at the time when zoom and uh youtube had been invented if this has happened 10 years ago we'd have had to who knows what we'd have done, but we, we in this mercy of the law, we did have this this kind of lifeline for the church community and the opportunity yeah. to broadcast to the to the nation. But yeah. you know, all of my energy really has been let's get get us back in the building uh, for for the in person worship support face to face. A bit like you know, how how GPs are wanting face to face input. You know, you know, there's something yeah. that you, you, you know, when you're in the building and you see other Christians. You know, you yeah, we're socially distanced. Yeah, we can't sing. We're wearing masks. Can't have a coffee. But you know, I'm not the only Christian in Cardiff who loves Jesus, and I'm I'm I'm, mm. I'm coming in, and I'm going to be here, and I'm going to worship God, and 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 for the kind of rhythms of you know, the weekly gathered worship for for families particularly. When we were debating stopping, your families flooded us and said, "Look, please, please keep going. This is our lifeline. This is the one time in the week you know, we can have the, the the kind of weekly rhythm of putting God first, meeting together." Um, and so, yes, I want to keep thinking about the outsider, the spectator, if you like, but. I am concerned that for the body, we don't become spectators. And I, my nervousness about, you know, keeping pushing hard the hybrid model, which, you know, and the online offering, so to speak, is that, you know, it potentially um, opens up the spectator church member thing, which I'm, you know, we, we're always battling against in church leadership. And uh, church is about serving and, and rolling up the sleeves and getting involved. And, and even the last couple of weeks, we've been running in-person Sunday school, We've had lots more people involved in the services, which has been lovely, um, because yeah. I know that for the much of the last 18 months, a lot of the church family have been almost furloughed. You've had a few people, the techs, the musicians, the preachers, leaders have been up front. But a lot of people have been 
kind of sitting and watching and uh, kind of having a cup of tea at home. So it, it's lovely just to get a bit more buy-in. So that, that's kind of my perspective, but I'd love to hear Pete's reflection. Yes, I mean, I think, like you say, what would we have done 20 years ago? So I'm very grateful for what we've been able to do. Just like you say, the people that you're connected to. I'm grateful we've got people now that are going through cancer treatment that you think it wouldn't be safe for them to come. So, And you're always grateful that those that are going to say jobs where they, they have to work Sunday mornings, you know, shift work, they're still able to catch up. So I think that has been a part of it. I think I've probably seen the benefit of hybrid church, not just on Sundays. So for us, things like prayer meetings on Zoom, we get a lot more people there because actually they used to have to sort of drive to wherever we were doing it and then drive home. And uh, even like leaders meetings, it's amazing that you think people think, okay, yes, I'm there. So I think going forward, we've even talked about we have a, a team of elders. We meet twice a month. One of it we're doing person. One of it we do on Zoom because guys were saying, well, it probably takes by the time I get there and back, get in the car and make sure I'm on time an hour of my evening. And so I definitely think there's been some benefits of church life, the whole of church life, suddenly mm. opening up to this. I think mm. it's great to hear, Dave, that you do a church plant. I'm very committed to church planting and even like coaching other planters. Often you've driven all over the place thinking, oh, how do we go and cheer that person on? And then suddenly, like tonight, you think it's great to do this. I know I'm going to learn loads. But then think at nine o'clock and wherever we're done, I'm home. So I guess I've seen some benefits in it. Yeah. So and but both of you, I think, am I right? So saying that about half your congregations returned to in person and half not. Is that roughly what I'm hearing from you? For us, probably a bit more than half, but you know, a sizable number, you know, maybe 40 percent. You know, for various reasons, some of the, you know, you know, probably majority older folks who are still nervous about that, you know, you know double vaccines are kind of slowly trickling through. But um, I think, to be honest, you know, you know, the government has done a very good job in in terrifying <laughs> the country. Quite frankly, yeah. you know, seriously, yeah. I was in a meeting today. We're thinking about restarting a coffee morning and, and, and they're still, you know, even though the coffee shops are open and, you know, I, I, I was it was my wife's. Uh, a big a round number birthday last year and we couldn't do the big kind of celebration we would have done and we, i was going to take her to hamilton in london to to, to go and you, if you know the so kind of premier west end show to go to you never get tickets the moment they open up they sell out straight away you go on, online there are just loads of hamilton tickets people are, you know they're selling tickets but they're not going people are just scared to go out and i think that um yeah so so i think it, it it's going to take a lot of effort for us to kind of help people see that you know as far as your church is concerned it is about gathering together in the, in the sense of community by the way uh, Pete, I, I thought your point about you know it's not just about sundays i, I quite agree i think our you know, life groups and uh, and student ministry and uh, uh, and so forth all through zoom and that's been very positive you don't need the babysitting issues there they both both, both mom and dad can sit mm. in front of the tv um, or in front of the laptop older folks can engage so um, I think our engagement in small groups has, has gone up. Um, but again, once we started the in-person, particularly for some of the, the students and the, the youth and children's ministry, you know, people flooded back in. I think there is a Zoom fatigue going on. Mm. And um, um, I, I'm just, I've been trying to encourage other church pastor friends to give it a go in person. As so, much as um, so um, and by the way, if you're watching live on YouTube or Facebook, you can post a comment and we can see them. And if you've got questions for these guys, um, or comments, then let us know. But we've got one here from Ollie Greenaway from Facebook, um, who says, 
this interesting from the first day of Sunday lockdown, we decided to broadcast a 10 to 15 minute message via Facebook every Sunday morning on a different topic rather than a long sermon. We had amazing engagement through the year and definitely reached the unchurched. The plan is to continue with Facebook and in-person church. If I'm understanding you, Ollie, it sounds like you've discovered a, a means of outreach through Facebook there that's not the same as your church services, which is quite interesting um, mm. and, and surely something that, that can work there. Pete, what about you? I mean, the other question is, is having hybrid churches, you know, lots of, I'm concerned that lots of people have not been to an in-person service for 15 months, is it? You know, however many months it is. And and they've got into habits now of just catching up, you know, or sitting on the sofa or whatever. And are you concerned about that? And does it does hybrid church actually make it too easy for people to spectate um, and encourage people not to bother coming back? Oh, I'm, I'm very concerned about it. I've got to be honest. Um, you, you just sort of think, I, I think something about the proclaimed word of God. I think there's something about faith and about people being there. And like you say, uh, I think I'd much rather people in the room. Uh, I know I had a lady in her 70s. She said, oh, me and my husband were thinking of not coming because we're still you know, behind masks and social distancing. But she said after the meeting, oh, Pete, it was just incredible. You really felt the presence of God and such a privilege to meet with other people. So mm. I, I am concerned about that. Uh, in fact, we're doing a series at the moment, uh, by God's grace, we planned it at the start of the year, on the Sermon on the Mount. And the whole thing is, are we going to be radical disciples of Jesus or are we just going to put the Christian badge on? And uh, in, in church history, the Christians ran towards the sound of bullets, not away. It was those that cared, wasn't it, for the kids that had been abandoned and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You think, actually, how do we ensure even now that we don't get, catch the sort of individualitis that's infected society and instead think there's something about community? I mean, mm. Paul writes that we're a body and each one's a part. I know that's not just a meeting, I, you know, but I think my, my big danger of the hybrid is that it's, it's made our world small. And do we care about the poor locally? Do we care about the poor internationally? But what are we doing about justice or are we just thinking about personal safety? Mm. Mm -hmm. And what about music online um, and worship online? How have you found out, or do you think it works, or, or you know, um, you know, because you know, I'm not sure it does work, does it? I mean, we can't really corporately sing, and <laughs> yeah, it doesn't come across as well very often. Even with the best technology, the person at home is listening on a phone or something. You know, it's just not as good. And mm. you know, and I think you know, a lot of churches are saying people fast forward to the sermon, you know, and don't really engage with the worship because it's never going to sound as good as a recording or another YouTube you can watch or something. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that I think that's true. Obviously, the advantage of being at home is you can sing. Um, and uh, although I, I noted in the last uh, you know, in the last uh, couple of days, Scotland or at least Tier One, which is quite a lot of uh, Scotland, can sing now, which is amazing um, behind masks. But yeah, I think um, it's interesting. We, we've had numbers of comments from folks who are watching at home and saying, "Oh, yeah, the music didn't sound so good today." You know, it was actually in in the chapel. It sounds you know, a lot better <laughs> but unfortunately you know, for one reason or another it's harder to pick that back back at home um yeah in, in the in lockdown one um we as a as a as a as a church we've got some amazing musicians and produced a whole load of lyric videos and our you know music teams and worship teams just kind of you know we kept saying can we can we have 
these these four songs this weekend and they kind of produced them and then that became our curriculum really for for recycling through over the over the course of the next five mm-hmm. months so but that's that's been useful um although to be honest um yeah i it, it's a mixture isn't it at home you can sing i don't know how many people do sing i think you know, it's a bit funny isn't it if you sit at home you know, when you're at home and you're watching a youtube stream you know on on your smart tv you know you, 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 Everything in you normally is in spectator mode, honestly. Mm. It's, it is. You, know, you, we, we, you hear a sermon, you, you, yeah. maybe you get your Bible open, but you're, you're generally the kind of, the, the, kind of um, the, the, the physicality of it is I'm in spectator mode. I'm not going to sing along. And certainly you know, we, we try to encourage our, you know, our kids yeah. to sing along back at home when, when, when we had yeah. to do that in lockdown one. But it just felt awkward for lots of them. And um, yeah. So, and how um, so, you know, this this brings us to another question, and perhaps Pete for you. So, actually, masks is a legal requirement at the moment, but uh, the prohibition on singing is actually guidance. Mm. So, um, you can actually sing if you're prepared to decide you've, you know that, that that's worth it. Um, and I'm concerned again that people come along to church and they make the effort to come along, and then everyone's masked up, and you can't sing. And oh my goodness, you know, what was the point of that? I mean, how do you respond to that, Pete? Um, I'll, I'll be honest, we don't police whether or not people sing. Right. And when it first started, obviously, we'd express the guidance. Whereas, uh, and look, we've encouraged people to dance, to clap, to raise their hands, to kneel. And uh, it, I found it interesting that people have been more expressive in other ways. Right. It's funny, so, even yeah. recently, when somebody's preached, they, they clap every time. They never used to clap me when I preached. <laughs> it's almost like, now maybe we should all carry on wearing masks. I've never felt so encouraged <laughs> when I preached. <laughs> but so I think there has been some of that kind of stuff, just in terms of, uh, I would say for us, people more people are singing behind masks i think that would be fair to say i think what we've probably found harder in terms of worship is breaking of bread so as a church we would do that every sunday before covid you know we always felt like every sermon should point to jesus we're not we're not preaching in a synagogue and uh, if we're going to take the gospel there we often bring it to breaking bread that became a real dilemma what do we do about that online on youtube and even now uh, you know this might shock some of my church, you know, but we broke bread physically in the service after we turned off YouTube on Sunday. Right. So we've done the service and then we told everyone beforehand we're going to break bread. We've probably got about 75% that have now returned physically. Right. What about, what's your take on on um, breaking bread, Dave, on this? Yeah, no, I, it's interesting you said, you said that. Thing. I, I take much the same view. We, we, It was one of those big questions, wasn't it, at the start, you know, back in March, you know, all the pastor friends were like t- messaging each other, you know, forums were going on, theological chat, like, what about this online communion? And that, as an eldership, we discussed it, prayed about it, and we, we felt that um, uh, it, it's a physical thing and uh, that, that virtual communion isn't, isn't, a, isn't a category that the New Testament... Um, uh, mandates and so we didn't feel that was that was that was where we where as a kind of united LG, we, we we had differences of opinion but as we couldn't you know unitedly say let's go for it so so yeah, for those first five months when we were all in pure lockdown we we, we didn't break bread which is you know honestly a, a, you know a sense of um yeah real kind of famine and, and, and lament there um and then once once we have been in person so again you know you know bless you Pete you know, you've just been in person for the last you know whatever couple of months since March but we we've had nearly nine months of that since um since September and every 
probably every two or three weeks we'll we'll um share share bread and wine um but like you we we um we stopped the feed at that point so uh it's it's for those who are in, in person but we but we have said look if, if you um we, we we believe it's a physical thing and it's it's a it's a sharing in the body of christ you know horizontally as well as it is vertically it's not a kind of individual quiet time um mm -hmm. corporate thing and um, we, we've used these little natty little cups with which has got a little wafer in it so it's all very covid secure um but what, what we said was because you know that meant that if you weren't coming in you couldn't take the uh, the communion we as elders would come out to you as you know church family if you, if you couldn't come in and we'd be prepared to do that so so that was that was kind of our concession um in the in the absence of doing it as a, as a virtual thing um baptism you can't you can't do baptism remotely we've, we've got a, our first baptism we've had a, a backlog of, of students who are kind of crying out for baptism before they graduate um we haven't we haven't actually done a baptism yet although i think i've got four or five who are waiting and we're going to start that a week on sunday we think we've just kind of worked out a way of doing it now so excited about that we did about uh, we did um we baptized three folk at christmas oh, great. and uh, because we managed to get in between one of the lockdowns and we just baptized another four at easter uh but the, the rules that i'd read on covid was that you're not supposed to cradle and that you, so you couldn't push them backwards and they had to sort of kneel and you put your hand on your head and they go forward. And it was fascinating because we did that at Christmas and then we repeated that again at Easter. And people that are new said, don't you know to baptise backwards in this church? <laughs> and he said, well, it's COVID, you know, we're just doing what we were told. And, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. it, I mean, it's a crazy one because obviously on YouTube, we want to make sure that we're adhering Absolutely. to the rules. It's not our building. Yeah. So we don't want to get in trouble there. So yeah. we had to risk assessment. And literally, I had to sanitise my hands in between each person that I'm in the pool with. I think, well, if that's huh. what's required on the list, then that's what I will do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I've, got a, I've got a quote here um, from someone who's sort of pro-virtual. It says, um, it's time to look at how we do church. If church is just something we go to, then we're missing something. If we are church, uh, then it means far more than going to meetings or church who known it. The clue is what Jesus said to the woman at the well, which is obviously worship in spirit and in truth. Um, and and so, you know, how would you respond to somebody who's thinking like that? You know, maybe God's telling us to do church differently now and, you know, get out there online and stop worrying about trying to meet up together and, and you know, we're connected in the spirit anyway. So, you know, how, how would you respond to that? If I can go first, I'll, I'll, though, Pete, feel free to chip in. I think you know, John 4 is a, obviously a seminal um, passage about worship, you know, it's, and it's, I think, particularly about um, worship isn't located in places. You know, it's not this mountain, it's not this mountain. We come to, to, to God through yeah. Jesus in spirit and truth, however and whenever. But does that exhaust all um, categories of worship in the New Testament, indeed the Old Testament? Is that the kind of last and only word on worship? I don't think it is. Um, I think um, uh, it's it's hard it's hard to ignore Hebrews ten, which you know we, we've got to read it, haven't we? You know, he, Hebrews ten, let us not give up meeting together. Some are in the habit of doing, but um, but um, encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. That is a very clearly a, a, a command to gather physically. You know, we are yeah. incarnated at church. We, yeah. you know, we, we worship. We've got, at, to at, you can see we've got a comment here saying exactly this jim woodhouse from facebook let's not go back to the old ways of doing church inside buildings yeah yeah so it's it's not so this is nothing to do with buildings it's not but it is to do with pe a people gathering um and um they'll we will gather around the throne in, in the new creation 
around around the Lord Jesus Christ. It was it was a physical gathering of 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 believers in the garden that that all went wrong and they were scattered out. And the story of God's God's dealings, you, you could do a kind of a, a theological trace through the whole of scriptures of um, uh, people being gathered together and uh, being scattered apart, sometimes gathered together in sin, like around the Tower of Babel, but then they get scattered. Mm -hmm. But then mm -hmm. in the church, they're brought back together and they are physically brought as people, human beings, embodied flesh and, uh, and blood people back together. I think the, the other passage that, that I find and I've, I've often come back to is, is that lovely little line that uh, John says at the end of 2 John, I've much to write to you, but I don't want to use paper and ink instead i hope to see you mm. and talk with you face to face so that our joy mm. may be complete so it, you know, it, it's possible to use other media to communicate you know through the scriptures mm -hmm. through written messaging um zoom facebook etc but you know, clearly john's desire was for the in-person face-to-face uh, encouragement which is which is the assumption as we read Corinth, the, the kind of the gathering together of the believers in, in Corinthians. not mask to dave yeah not mask to mask well, that is true. That's yeah, absolutely. I think it, it probably. I think you've covered scriptures really well there. I think uh, I've always said going into lockdown would be easier than coming out, because I think there was very strict rules when we went in, and you know we suddenly jump on YouTube and we're glad. And I think the danger is now a lot of people, myself included, we've had time and we've thought back, and it suddenly very quickly becomes about what do I want, and what we're trying to do is think actually. How do we bring this for the glory of Jesus together? Amen. And um, I, I think that I think that's the, the hardest time will be in these sort of I was going to say next six months, and yeah. you just sort of feel like, like you say, people then have had two vaccines, so they might think, oh, will I start coming then? We've always thought it's going to take between now and September, but I think there will be emotional things, and you, you can't knock that. And, and people hold it very tightly. And I, I think, I don't know if you've seen this whole thing with social media, but we've become much more sort of distance and polarised. Yeah. And that worries me because yeah. I think the church is about unity. And, and I mm. think that is easier when we are together face yeah. on face. Yeah. Than and, just, and indeed, you sorry, can't I'm, no, I'm, I'm interrupting. Sorry. I, I, I... No, I was just going to say, we used to sing when I was at Sunday school, you in your small corner and me in mine. But I never thought that was a biblical picture myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I quite agree. And I think that, yeah, social media has exacerbated that sense of kind of fractured society. I think, you know, you know COVID has taught, you know, we, we've been taught to fear other human beings. They're the, you know, mm. keep away, keep away. You know, but the, the idea, you know, that, that just, that's anti-gospel. You know, we, we of course need to be responsible. Of course, we need to wash our hands and you know, all the rest of it. But you know, the, the idea of seeing another human being and and the personal the kind of personal space. You know, no, we, we, we we're a body, and um, I, I do believe that um, it's going to take a lot of work. But you know, it's going to take a lot of work, obviously, for the government to convince society that other people are not you. Know, you know, a, a, a bullet flying around the world, going about to not about to kill them. Like we, we we're terrified of each other, and um, I, I I can't help but think that you, know, and the government tend to think that unless they take their hand off our necks, you know, then we're all going to going to spring back and just be irresponsible and you know, you know, you know, suddenly go closer. I don't think we are. I think we're going to take it's going to take a long, long time. I think they'll they'll take their hands off our necks, and you. Know, We've, 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 our neck has been broken and I, I just don't so think let me read you a comment here let me read you a, a different kind of comment from John Revel in America who says that in January the leadership agreed to make the live stream private 
available mm. uh, by application only to those who physically unable to attend the church. And he says this had the desired effect as two families who were COVID fearful returned to worship in the live stream. And, and, and the live stream only now sees three or four views because church members, um, uh, 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 you know, the ones who watch live are only those who are genuinely are housebound and can't come. Mm. What about that as an idea, Pete? Yeah, so I've spoken to I spoke to a guy actually, um, another new friend, his guy who was talking about that very thing. had I hadn't heard that, but said actually we're just going to offer it to members. I've spoken to someone else who said they were just going to do uh, once a month, uh, and so there yeah, was sort of like I was going to say weaning people off. Um, I'll be honest, we've decided that we're going to keep ours going till August. And then we're just going to make a, another decision after that. Because I think, mind you, after Boris and this week, maybe I'll regret it. But you sort of feel like, how do you plan anything? Or how do you know what's going? And so mm. we said, we'll, we'll, we'll keep something rolling. But you, I, even there, you've got levels of engagement, haven't you? So some mm. people say, oh, well, it's a camera. And we just leave it at the front. Or other people say, oh, no, we're going to be reading messages, just as you are now, the whole way through the service. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's it's a much more complex necessarily than do you have it or do you not? I think it's how often do you have it, how easy it is to access, how much you enter. You know, so we were taught initially you need to be much more engaging for those not in the room because they will feel distant. And, mm -hmm. and you know, and then you're trying to work out, well, how does all that work? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. As far as the, the, the private one, you know, we, yeah, that's, that's been a proposal we've thought about. As elders, we've not, we've not landed on it. I think, you know, we were recording our sermons beforehand and putting them online. So, you know, we, I think yeah. many, many churches were doing that. It's just, um, it's the, the live stream thing that we weren't. Like another scenario is we, you could, you could do it as a live stream, but then not have it up after then. So it's, you know, so it used to be right. that you could only watch Match of the yeah. Day live, you know, on iPlayer, but then it wasn't there ever again. And so that's yeah. another way of just trying to encourage people to 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 take that hour slot in the morning as as their kind of priority. So I think there are a few options. It's interesting. I I guess we've got two groups of people who we're concerned about. I think that that's my my, my main point. I'd say is if I was just concerned about my church family, I'd be more tempted to switch off the feed because I, you know there's a church service going on. And uh, OK, maybe we'd make a private link for those who are genuinely at home, who are genuinely ill, who may be babysitting or whatever. So they, they can have that fee. But but there's a service here and this is and, and, and God's normal is to gather. That's one group of people. But there's another group of people who are the, who are the lost who until recently had no clue what was going on in this big church building I'm part of now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I do think that in, in the same way that when um, Sky Sports made the call to show the Cricket World Cup final, free to air live on channel four whatever it was you know, a couple of years ago you know there was a like wow that is really you know i, I could get into this and i i think that you know um there are some people who are, oh i long to become a spectator which is my unbelieving next door neighbor i want him to mm -hmm. spectate what goes on and, and get the taste of it but then there's yeah. someone else who i don't want to be a spectator which is the church member that i'm seeking to pass <laughs> involved so uh, you know I, I i kind of want to recognize those two groups of people and uh, mm -hmm. if I was only thinking about, you know, if kind of the evangelistic thing, yeah, of course I'd stream it all. Um, so I think I'm probably, mm -hmm. honestly, um, you know, I'm probably moving. I was more, let's turn off the feed as soon as we can. I'm, I'm nudging to keep it on for the sake of the unbelief, but, but definitely pursuing every single church family member who's not coming in and saying, come on, let's go. We, we, you're missing out. We're, miss we're missing you and you're missing yeah. us not coming yeah. in. So Jim Woodhouse on Facebook says um, 
Jesus spoke a lot at outdoor gatherings and we could do it in the UK where the weather's fine. And that's another way of witnessing, is it not? Yeah. Take the church outside, do it on the streets. So people did that at Christmas, cow services and stuff outside when they wouldn't have perhaps done it. And there's, I think a lot of churches are saying, let's do that again next year, COVID or not. Um, what about that perspective, doing things outside? Dave, you've said you haven't got space for it. Sadly not. No, we're, we're literally in the middle of a... Um... A, a, a local kind of terraced house um you know road with a university just at the end of our road and a park is about you know, eight minutes walk away so we, we could do things okay. down the park and we do you know, clubs are down there but you know i okay. put i'd be up for an open air personally i think we could do we'll give it a go okay. But, um, okay so pete do you think that um you can do evangelism online have you is that something you've learned from i think the whole covid thing has made us think differently uh we i started a whatsapp for my uh street ended up getting everyone's london's not they free. i had 55 people in the road give me their personal mobile number so that we can start a whatsapp group uh, my wife was out doing aerobics in the street we collected prescriptions for people in the street. so i think in fact somebody else who's been in the road 30 years said to us I've never known this street as friendly. <laughs> and so I was able to invite them to the whole street to the Easter service because I just said, oh, it's on YouTube. Why don't you watch? So actually, I, I think there have been some ways. Even our youth group, look, we're a smaller church. To be honest, we've been growing through the womb. So we've got more kids under 11 than we have teenagers. But during lockdown, we've had more and more that wanted to join. We did a, a Christianity Explored kind of course. And How did in you fact, find that? Because you did that online, did you? Is that right? Yeah. Did, I mean, do you think these courses work online? Christianity Explored? Oh, right. To be honest, we went back physically and our youth group said, we're not going to come back physically. We're still going to run it Sunday afternoon because they were getting more people there than they would on a Sunday morning because mm -hmm. they had so many unbelievers that wanted to find out about this Christianity course. And so they used to do the youth on a Sunday afternoon. Um, oh. And I think, to be honest, we found that even with our Alpha course, um, I know I I sat in on a, a Zoom like this, a big one, let's be honest, I don't know him well. Nicky Gumbel, you know, there's about a thousand of us there, and he was talking about Alpha, and he said before COVID, he would never have done it online. He said, no, no, it's all about sitting around the table, it's all about engaging. And, and he's now done three courses online when I'd heard him do this talk, and he said now he would never not do one online. He would say the numbers have been that. Now, he said, I still want to do them physically as soon as I can. But, I mean, we found that people had invited friends literally from all over the world. And so suddenly you think, oh, this thing, you know, we were doing one. We had someone from Canada and I had someone from Gibraltar and I had someone from Wales. And, you know, you just thought it's remarkable, the opportunities. So wow. it's definitely made us think different. Yeah. Um, do I think it works as well? I don't know that I want to fall either side of the fence. No, are you with Nicky Gumbel then? You'll carry on doing online evangelistic courses? Well, so we definitely found it a very, very good thing. Now, what, what we don't know is we've not done a hybrid one. And I would like us, so we, we don't have a building. We tend to hire a restaurant. And right. so we've always done a meal in the restaurant, which has always been a great way. Take your friends along, have yeah. a meal each week and, and hear that. So... I, I just don't know how I can do the hybrid or will we end up doing two separate? We haven't decided yet. That will be a September decision. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Dave, evangelism online, does it work yeah. for you? Well, we, yeah, we've, we've um, started, done our first uh, Christianity Explored course. And uh, again, I, the guy who, uh, Craig Dyer, who runs Christianity Explored has, has said, um, they'll never not 
run CE courses online as well as the, the in person. And it, yeah, and it's been good. I, I really had to persuade our Christian Explore team to do it. They were really, really, no, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. We, we need the, the cake. We need the uh, circle of, uh, of people. But, you know, I think um, it has worked well. And um, I, what has been very interesting is that we found quite a lot of individuals wanting to do more one to one um, kind of discussion rather than the group thing. And uh, one-to-one is much easier to do um, initially you know, on a on a one-to-one Zoom call. But then you know, once the restrictions enable you to kind of go for a walk or sit on a park bench, you can be a bit more creative when it's just one other person. And mm. in every instance, um, individuals have always wanted to get into an in-person interaction. Um, the other the other thing that we we did earlier on in um, I think it's towards you know, March April time, we ran a little three-week evangelistic series, which were um, what worked very very well and again I, it couldn't have happened if we were doing it in person because i i was able to get speakers who were from kind of all over the world so we got a, a rebecca mclaughlin from the from the states and jeremy marshall and tim farron and i did a little interview a bit like this just asking their story and um the kind of perspective that that, that knowing jesus makes and um it was fantastic yeah loads and loads of people watching those and asking questions and i think you know that the opportunities that this kind of you know, forum gives you to, to, to engage are you know, powerful and a very, very easy you know, invite to your street WhatsApp group. So I think mm. that will continue. Um, yeah. Have, you and, done, have either of you done online advertising for your church? We've not done pay for on, on Facebook. No, we, have we? Maybe we did a little at Christmas time. We did the kind of, you know, you can pay a little bit extra on top of what Facebook does. But um, we've not really invested heavily in that. Um, Pete, have you no. done that? So it's, it's ironic. We've done more pre-COVID than we've done during COVID. <laughs> right, okay. so I think when we first came and this was a church plant and you're trying to get the word out, you know, we'd done that. So like you say, we'd even done like tube adverts or on the back of a bus. Wow. And we, we tried to say, how oh, we were going to stop this church. I think the uncertainty made it very hard for us to spend lots of money on that during mm. COVID because we weren't sure, you know, and, and let's be honest, you know, we're a fairly small church. Our online presence, I'm sure, we're as good as, as Highfields. And it's so easy to look at all the others. Uh, I, I, as a pastor, have chosen not to look at anybody else's. You know, my parents watch mine and my brother's church. And okay. I just don't go there because I know comparison is the enemy of joy. And uh, yeah. I didn't plug on it myself, I think, if I looked at too many others. So I yeah. probably avoided that whole sort of marketplace mentality. Mm. What about moving on um, to small groups then? I think um, one of you said already that small groups have functioned really, really well and been vital in this um, pandemic. Um, is that, you know, do you think small groups will carry on meeting online? Would you encourage that? In, it's interesting. I think at the moment, the weather is lovely in Cardiff. I don't know what it's like in, in London, but it's been, it's it's very been lovely. Warm. Yeah, yeah, very warm. And uh, so we're, we're and now here in Wales, you're allowed to meet with 30 people in your garden. And uh, so all the, you know, the the life groups are meeting in person, you know, you know for their Bible study and having a sing as well. So it's it's, lo- it's lovely they can do that. And uh, I think they're like, get me away from a Zoom screen right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It's an interesting question because you know it does mean both both uh, your mum and dad can go when previously someone mm. always had to stay back babysitting wise. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's a bit more convenient. So it'll be interesting, won't it? I think right now people are feeling like, oh, get me some in-person time. 
you know, Definitely. and we are a bit Zoom fatigued. But but when the dust has settled and please, Lord, may we can be you know, a bit more normal in the next few weeks, if not months, um, mm. maybe Zoom, you know, life groups will enable greater engagement. I, personally, I don't, I don't have a massive theological problem with with that. I, I, I think that um, for me, it, you know, Sunday gathering, I think, is a is, you know, is the thing that I really want to, you know, almost go to stake over, just ensuring come come together, folks. I, I, I'd love people to be engaged with one another in person and in all the ways they can uh, midweek. Um, but it's tricky to do the hybrid. I, sometimes we've done it, haven't we, where there's a kind of room of people sitting here and then a laptop and then another bunch of people the other side of the laptop. But that's always a little bit sub subpar, I think, in my mind. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm still open to it, really. I think it's it's worked well for us in terms of 30 people from the church have moved out of London during lockdown. And some of those, to be honest, are young are singles and they may come back. And so I think definitely for this time, it's helped them connect. So the, I lead a group on a Thursday night and we've had a girl there. Uh, God, I think one's in Portsmouth and, you know, we had somebody else in Devon and people will be able to zoom in and join. In fact, we had a guy who'd gone home to Austria and he was joining us. Our student group had somebody from Brazil in it. And so it suddenly felt it was an amazing opportunity for helping people still connect. So, again, I mean, most of ours are online this term. Um, and we so we've got a comment here from Olivia Harrison on Facebook. Um, small groups or at least primary teams, keep them online. Then we'll commuting or babysitting requirements. Um, and one can sympathize with that very much. Thank you, Olivia. Um, and um, will you keep primary teams online, you guys as well? I think I think we very possibly will do. We're starting our evening service in a couple of weeks' time um, at Highfields, and we, we during much of the pandemic, our evening service, which we normally had another service on, on a Sunday, uh, th that's all been a prayer and praise kind of prayer meeting where we pray for different issues in the church. So um, w when we when we do this new one in in person we're going to use the in-person and we're going to do it through zoom as well which will enable people at home who are babysitting to 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 engage and kind of elderly folks who feel nervous about coming in um but when we do prayer meetings in the church which we were doing every month on a sunday evening and we turned our evening service into a kind of lots of clusters of, of, of cell groups and you know a short message and worship and then lots of kind of congregational prayer I think it can work with all of that going on and then a Zoom camera for people back at home who could engage with it. So um, I, it, it, the hybrid in terms of groups it has been a challenge over the year. But my tech guys assure me they think they've cracked it to make it kind of doable, both for the, the home experience of those little breakout rooms and the, 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 the groups in the church. So, yeah, I think we're going to keep that up. Hmm. Mm. Yes, we'd be very similar. The, the prayer meetings that we haven't done it are the prayer walks. <laughs> so we've not tried to get a camera, you know, walk along the street on the phone <laughs> and say, join us. Uh, so we've been doing some of those. But at other meetings, yeah, we, we kept it online. Like you said, I think it's absolutely right. You know, particularly in the winter. I mean, I know we're in the summer now, but it was dark. We do a week of prayer often at the beginning of December. Yeah. I just think so much easier for people to join in. Uh, like you, Dave, we'd had a guy called Terry Virgo who you know, joined us in a prayer meeting and, and preached one time. Well, I never get him up here normally, but you just want <laughs> what privilege it is to be able to do those kind of things. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I must admit, I think the technology has been great.
and and you and for pastoral work as well um yeah maybe counseling or marriage preparation baptism preparation will you do that online i think the pastoral thing has been harder in my in my mind um we we, we have done marriage marriage kind of counseling and my wife and i've done that with a with with a couple in need um but i uh, you know, just like that as i say yeah the kind of the, the online gp kind of practice there's a degree to which that that face to face thing that that paul says and you know, you, you you read you know, paul sorry john says into john or, or or paul longs doesn't he to see see the thessalonians again and to, to kind of that their joy may be complete as they get together and you know i know i know that you know it's funny you lockdown one we we kind of ro you rode the wave pretty well i think right now kind of a couple you know a couple of lockdowns in and you know seven, 15 months on you know some of the church family are really limping and um some of the older folks really really limping still terrified of of covid um not coming in um even though they've been double double vaccinated and you know covid is virtually you know it's almost flatlining or almost nothing here in Cardiff. It's just real fear still and, and people struggling. So um, fortunately, we, we've been able and the, the government guidance has, has enabled pastors to, to, to be a bit more in person um, for a bit longer than than the regular kind of church members. So we, we've tried to keep that up over the course of the, the last year. So I think the, the in person for, per, for pastoral is is pretty kind of non-negotiable personally. Right. You agree with that, Pete? Yeah, we, we've offered prayer uh, online as part of our meetings because we'd always offer prayer physically. We're now offering that physically, but we have kept that going. So pastorally, I think pastorally, we started an axe fund during this whole time to care for one another. So I think pastoral has gone up there. We launched a pastoral team. So that's all started in this time. But for me personally, I will see people face to face because like I say, I've done marriage prep during COVID over Zoom, but I think it's I'm happy to spend the time. My kids are old enough. I don't have to worry about that. You know what I'm saying? So I can go out in the evening and uh, see people. So now I will, I will be back to seeing people face to face pastorally. Mm, yeah. yeah. Great. Well, listen, it's been, it's been great chatting with you guys about all this and all the challenges that we face. Um, what are you looking forward to most after June the 21st? Hopefully that is when things ease up. Well, Mark Jacobson says nothing is going to change on June the 21st. He's already declared that. So, you know, Pete, Pete, Pete can look forward to a whole load of things in England, but we're just kind of... <laughs> we're look, looking forward to... We're all looking forward to singing, aren't we? You know, the fact that Scotland now can sing in yeah. you know, the vast majority yeah. of, of the island, of, of, of the plot yeah. of land Scotland can sing, that will be great. I think, you know, you don't yeah. know what you've got till it's gone. And... Uh, yeah, can you imagine being kind of fasted from 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 singing into the a full on way? I, I know people can do it, you know, technically, but many are not doing and choosing not to. So yeah, that that for me definitely. That's a big deal, Pete. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, if we're talking church, it's that. If it's talking personal, I go back to the theatre. But singing at church would be wonderful. <laughs> I can't wait to get rid of masks, particularly in the oh. hot weather. Guys, <laughs> we've got to get rid of these masks, haven't we? You know? oh, yeah. that, that's a whole other Christian concern video. I, if you want me to lose my job, I'll happily rant about math for half an hour. But anyway. <laughs> Listen, why don't we finish with some prayer um, between us? Um, yeah. um, Dave, would you like to start and then Pete and then maybe cool. I'll round up. How about that? Yeah, for the last few yeah. minutes. Yeah, let's do it. Great. Thank you. Gracious Father, thank you for our time. It's 
been lovely to get to know these guys this evening, uh, serving in different places, but so appreciate our partnership in the gospel. And I think the ones of technology, we can be united in spirit uh, this evening. Uh, Lord, we thank you so much for, for that promise um, that uh, you will indeed build your church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And uh, that means um, in an increasingly secular nation, uh, nothing will stop the growth of your kingdom, uh, but also in a in a in a nation uh, in a world that has been uh, plagued by this virus and uh, and the restrictions as well, uh, we know that even that will not uh, prevail against the growth of, of the kingdom of the Lord Jesus. And we we rejoice in that with confidence that uh, Christ rules and reigns and holds us in His hand. And uh, we pray, please, would you find us faithful in the callings you've you've given to us? Help us to be wise in our leadership, uh, men of uh, of uh, the spirit and of of the word uh, who who lead with conviction and with compassion and we long uh, for days when uh, uh, your churches can gather and sing and uh, share in fellowship and in in all the the, the fully orbed ways that you've called your people to to be and uh, we pray that you'd speed that day in jesus name amen amen yeah, Jesus, we are so confident that you are building your church. Lord, we're sorry sometimes when we thought it's down to us and what we can do. And it causes us again at times like this just to, just to pause and look up at you. Jesus, we want to trust you. I, I thank you. I, I heard a story recently about Lowestoft and the revival that came on the back of the pandemic there in the 1900s. And it was just amazing. And then it went all up the country. And Jesus, we long that you would be lifted up in this country. We long for it, Lord God, in London. We long for it in Cardiff. We long for it right across this nation. We long for it in Scotland. Lord, mm. what we recognise is we're desperate for revival. We're desperate for God to come and touch people. Yeah, how we do church and that, we, we need you. And so mm. we do pray that you would come in revival power and touch our nation for your glory. Amen. Mm. Amen. Yeah, Father, we want to thank you for the technology that we're using even now and that we've been able to use in churches um, over the last year or so. Thank you for how we've learnt about that. Thank you for how we've reached people that we'd have never normally reached um, with the technology that we've been using. Um, and and thank you that we've we've learned how to use it more effectively and better. We just pray for wisdom for churches as we come out of this pandemic and as we think about how best to mix the use of technology, what we've learned, what we can carry on using, what we should uh, try and get people back into church and meet together face to face. We just pray for wisdom and faith in how we do this. Uh, we thank you for reaching new people. Pray that we continue to do that. And we pray that you'd encourage and inspire people with the importance of meeting back together in person as well. Uh, give us faith and life and let us be a powerful witness in this country through your churches and let us disciple people uh, to grow in you using whatever technology we can as best we can. Mm. Give us wisdom and skill and insight in these things we pray in Jesus' name. Mm. Amen. 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 Thank you very much, guys. And thank you for watching on Facebook or YouTube, wherever you are. Um, it's great to see you. It's a very interesting series, Church Unlocked. Look forward to connecting with you again another time on another subject. Thank you so much, Dave and Pete, uh, for joining us. And uh, look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you.